Suck my dick! Alright. There's no real traditional intro to this. So yeah, this is um put it on record, a uh DJ podcast um about DJing, hosted by DJs. I am your host, DJ Byrne, and we got one of our co hosts here. Recio. Yeah. Um shout out to Don't Fret. She's uh busy out in these streets as usual, but she sends her love and we have a very special guest. Yes, we um, do. As I always say, the purpose of this podcast is to, um, because I only really get to talk to DJs the 15 minutes before we before we're DJing or as we're you know in passing at gigs, mm-hmm. so we don't really get to sit down and talk about you know um, just our experiences together. So you know we got an hour to do it here. So I have known this person for a while, and it's always been great positive energy um, for for the past couple of years. Um, a uh, little ratchet soul. Welcome, welcome. Hey, hey. Hey, get into um, it. Get into it. <laughs> so yeah, um, I just want to start by how we always start um, is with a question. Um, what would you say is your um, most embarrassing moment as a DJ? Most embarrassing. Let's see here. Let's see. Oh my God. These earphones, I'm sorry. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing? Let's see here. Oh, when my, okay, so I was DJing, and you know how Serato sometimes, like, you know, pauses and, like, but my shit right. paused. And it just kept going and going. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop it. So I had to let the music keep playing until it was over with. I had to get the mic. And it was like maybe like two minutes, three minutes. I had to just talk my shit. Just talk, talk, talk. <laughs> so I can like restart the whole program up. It was mm-hmm. a mess. I was mm-hmm. so upset about that. But, yeah. you know, software issues. Yeah. I mean, at least you were on your toes enough to grab the mic and do something. Like I said, just stand there like a deer in headlights. Like, right. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, talk. <laughs> Say something. Say something. Shoot. Yeah, you know me. So the mic use is important. I try to stress to mm-hmm. uh, Recio and don't fret. To, you know, you got to be comfortable to use the mic just when you just when you have to, at least. Right. Yeah. Understand. Um. So let's start from the beginning. How long have you been DJing? Six years. Six. Years. Oh wow. Okay. So six to go, years. To go back a little. Um, but before that, um, you are from Dayton, is that correct? Correct. Okay, so um, how did you make your way to Columbus, and, and when and when was that? Okay, I got here 2011. Um, I went to Ohio State. Oh, okay. So I went there for fashion design and product development. Mm-hmm. I wanted to design sneakers, like footwear. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I used to work at Soul Classics, Doc Martens. Like, I just love sneakers. Mm-hmm. And I'm a creative person. So I went to school there for, like, two and a half, three years. And then I dropped out. And then I started hosting and DJing. I just needed mm-hmm. a break from that mm-hmm. whole school life. Because yeah. <laughs> you're in school literally from the beginning of time. Like, yeah. I need a break. Uh, <laughs> how was um uh before you got to osu um growing up uh how would you say music played a part in your life as uh, growing up as a teenager growing up okay so i used to be a professional dancer so oh, for wow. like six seven years the only reason why i stopped dancing was because my instructor moved back to la so um that's a start of it and then like in high school i would always like make like cds for everybody like you know back in the day mm-hmm. like yep. making cds i used to do that all the time my papa he's actually a bongo player so mm. he has a heavy influence on my music selection sometimes um yeah and i just love music my mom she's a music connoisseur so i get it from her too okay yeah, yeah. Dope. Mm-hmm. Dope. yeah. 
Um, so you going to school, um, dropped out. I did too. So ain't, <laughs> ain't no problem with that. Um, yeah. so what, why host and DJ? Like, like what made you do that? And which came first? Hosting came first. So while I was in college, I was hosting. Okay. And I love like the nightlife scene. Like I love having like a good time. Like you only live once. Right. So make it count. You feel me? Make it count. Have fun. And I just like to have fun. <laughs> Seriously. Like that's all I do every day. Right. Whether I'm at home, getting some food, <laughs> like whatever, hanging out with friends, like DJing. Like I love it. Right. Yeah, I, do. I, um, I do. I do. That, that's one thing for sure. It's fun. Right? You're uh <laughs> nobody can say you're not a good time. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so how how much practicing did you do when you first started? And I guess more importantly, since this is a DJ podcast, um, what equipment were you using when you first started? Uh the pioneer, the small the smaller Pioneer, SB2. Okay, yep. Yeah, I started off with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had it for like two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I will use other people's boards too, but mm-hmm. I started off on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started off on that. And, and mostly self-taught or did you have people showing you? Self-taught. Okay. Yeah, okay. I would go on YouTube and then I would just like, you know, experience the board. Like, what's mm-hmm. this button? What's this do? Like... I would practice nonstop. Like we would have house parties and they were like, Jazz DJ, practice. And I would just do that. Till I just got better and better and better. I'm still learning too. Like I wanna learn vinyl. Like mm, yep. the big boy, the big boy daddy. That's a nice <laughs> um so yeah. you got your live experience from house parties, you said, right? Yep. Um who would you say was influential as far as uh, you being a DJ um, early on? Like, is there anybody you looked up to or you, like, saw them and you were like, oh, I want to be like them, or you know? I would say Chris Mars B mm-hmm. and Tron. Mm-hmm. So they started me off for real. I'm like, I can do this. I want to do this because I would go to all their parties. And we're, like, close friends. So, like. I'm like, I want to do that. That seems so much fun. Like, why not try? Give it a try at least. Absolutely. Like, so, them two, um, DJ Screw. I love DJ Screw. I love the chopped and screwed music a lot. I don't play it often at parties because, you know, everybody doesn't really... want to hear that. Right. You know, so, but I love DJ Screw. I am. Um, sure. I was listening to that in middle school. Um, yeah, and people were like, "Oh, this sounds crazy." It's not like the it's not like you're you know uh, you have a Walkman and the batteries are dying. I'm like that. That sounds good to me though. Like it's right. just a, a different take on the same songs. It's like it's a whole different vibe when it's slowed down. You know, so Heck yeah. Feel that. yeah. Um, what was your first? Well, what would you consider your first big gig? Like when you were like, "Oh, this is this is dope." Um. I would say get right. Mm, okay. Cause that like I was with the heavy hitters, like I was with trying Chris. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Like you know, Stelly is big. So it's mm-hmm. like when you're just like learning and you're not like that much experience and you get that opportunity, I'm like, bet, okay, I gotta show my part, do my part. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a great set. It was amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, from there. Okay, let's get it. Let me. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Cloud City too. Oh yeah, yeah. My yeah. set there was crazy. I couldn't believe myself because I was so nervous. <laughs> it was so many people. You don't. I've never gotten nervous from you. Like you don't ever look like you're nervous. <laughs> I never do, but like sometimes I'm like, oh my God. okay. Now I'm not like that anymore, for real. But I used to be. Would you say? After get right is when you like got confident, or like at what point were you? Did the nervousness go away? I would say get right, and you remember level on Tuesdays. Yes. Yep. I used to DJ there, and mm. that used to be packing. So like right. that too, like that helped me out tremendously. Um, what's the one club? I think it was. 
It used to be called something. The old Apple one? Uh, what is it? It used oh. to be called something else, though. I forgot what it used to be called. It's been so many X, names. Right, you know. Um, XO2. Like, when I had the DJ there, I was like, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> like, oh, now there's a whole different crowd. But this is my crowd, for real, because they like the type of music I like, too. Like, they like right. to trap it out. And I like to trap it out a lot. <laughs> you know, but I um, have my moments. I want to uh, back up a little bit because I forgot to ask this very important question. How did you come up with your name? And and, it, and was this your first DJ name or was there a different mm-hmm. one? Because it usually is. Oh, this is my first name. And so, do you know Rare House? Uh, it sounds it's like um, those are my friends from Dayton. So, they used to throw events. So, I used to host their events too. Like, we all went to high school together. Mm-hmm. They actually live in LA now. And they do Rare House. It's called Rare House. Where they have, like, bits and stuff like that. Like, they'll bring artists. Like, they'll bring key. Like, they brought so many artists. They had a block party here um, years and years ago that I did. I hosted that, too. And one day, we were coming back from the club. And we always go to their house after the club. It's like, Afi joint or whatever. And then I was just turned up. You know me, dancing, after a good time. And one of my close friends, his name is Sean, he was like, man, I'm going to call you Lil Ratchet. And then his brother was like, <laughs> Lil Ratchet with some soul, his brother Jim. And I was mm. like, hey, I like that. I like that. Okay. And they just started calling me Lil Ratchet, Ratchet, Ratchet. And I didn't even know at the time I was going to be DJing. They just called me that. So I'm like, I like this thing. You know why? Because <laughs> people will think one way about just seeing it. But then when you actually like meet me, it's like, they're like, oh, okay. She's like, not ratchet. She's like a party. Like I like to turn up. In the club. Right. <laughs> you know, like I want to kind of change the connotation of that word because now a lot of like music today, they're like always saying ratchet now. Like Beyonce mm-hmm. just said ratchet and hurt. Like let's get ratchet. Mm-hmm. So now it's like getting better. And I'm mm-hmm. like, so I'm like, yeah. And I got so, you feel me? <laughs> a lot of it. Duality. Okay. I was, uh, for sure. I was, was going to ask you about that next, actually, uh, is your brand, because I feel like you have a great brand. And for people that don't know, um, mm-hmm. how would you describe your brand? Fun, a lot of energy, <laughs> you know, being yourself unapologetically, like living in your truth and living in purpose. Mm-hmm. Even if you're like nervous about like something that you're doing new, you know you got it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Right. Um, very like happy. Turn of course. Mm-hmm. Um, stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, purple. <laughs> you know, always gotta have a purple. It's my favorite color. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like color is energy for me. Um, so purple just means like loyalty to me, like sensuality, like whether it's like a violet or a lavender, like they all have different meanings with the hues of it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm feeling like really like dainty, I might wear lavender. You feel me? If I'm feeling a little, I'm going to get some energy vibes going. I'm going to do some bright purple. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, yep. uh, I've noticed, uh, recently, well, it's probably not recent, but, uh, you've been doing different types of events. Um, I think I saw a wedding. You, you, you've done weddings before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how does that feel for you as a DJ doing a wedding as opposed to doing like a party? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more stressful <laughs> because it's somebody's wedding. And you're the DJ, you're the MC. So if you mess up names, play the wrong songs, like that's tragic. <laughs> like, that's okay. so, like, yeah, I was definitely nervous on my first one for sure. But I actually did really well. Um, Bobby actually helped me MC my first one. Mm-hmm. So that was a big help because he's very loud and flamboyant. Not scared to talk, so he helped me on my first one, which I long, appreciate. How long did it take you to like accept your first wedding? Because I'm still like terrified to this day to accept a yeah. wedding. I would say 
three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about three years. But still, it's it's all fresh to me. I've only mm-hmm. done like two so so far, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um. So yeah. this this question uh, to add on to that is actually from Don't Fret. She wants to know what's the what's your favorite type of occasion to DJ wedding, birthday party, cookout, club, whatever. Bar. Mm. Bar. Bar specifically, I like, right? I like bars. I don't like clubs. I honestly don't really care for clubs. Um, house parties. Because mm-hmm. you can just play all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and birthdays. Family cookouts. I'm always doing my family cookouts. <laughs> we be turning up. <laughs> For sure. Because there's no, like, range that you have to, like, kind of, like, figure out. It's more so, it's not town. We out here. We outside. Let's that's, turn it. That's the, um, I'm glad you said that because that's a, it's a very specific difference between a bar and a club. Mm-hmm. Club events, I think there's just so much pressure on, um, Playing songs that everybody knows so they can. Yes. You know, oh my it's god. Like, you I'm can't play, play no new song. New. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like live a little bit. You need to learn some new music. It's okay. You might like it. Right. It's like, like it, give it, it a chance. I think people feel like if you, if they can't sing along to it that they don't like it. I was at an <laughs> event this weekend and I played mm-hmm. Pressurelicious and people looked at me like it was a country song. I'm like. Just because you don't notice, this is Megan Future, and it's it's a right. good beat. Like you should be able to vibe to it, even if you don't know it. So yeah, yeah, and um, it's not all that different from what they've put out before. So like right. it can slide mm-hmm. in with the rest right. of it. Right. Yeah. I um, and then you said uh, you said bars. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, house parties as well because you could like people come to party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you could like play what you want. Like or, or and then even so, like they come to hear you and you know mm-hmm. what you have to bring. Not just you play songs that everybody else want to hear. Um, right. But yeah, and and back to bars. I like bars because it's like I don't want to say background music because that has like a negative connotation to it. But it's like yeah. they're in there to just drink and vibe. And so just vibe. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> so you ain't got to yeah. turn up or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I, I think we're on the same page with that for sure. I love um, bars. For sure. What, what would you say? This, this is funny because I've, I've seen you frustrated before. What would you oh, say? The, what would you say is the most frustrating part about the business of DJing? The business. The business. Um, I would say people not wanting to pay your price, mm. but you like at a club, they want to play you. 150 and they selling bottles for 150. Right. And have charging people to get in for 2050. Like, are you kidding me? I set this whole tone of the right. party. So I'm not gonna just be like, oh yeah, that's fine. Like, no. Wait, like, 150 for four hours? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be like, hell no. Nah, the I'm math cool. is not mathing. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool like, on that. I'm so cool. That does, I'm so cool. Like you said, like a bottle costs that much. So like, right. like what the heck? And the energy that I provide on my sets, like, mm-hmm. kidding me? Like, right. no, no, no. Yeah, that's um, yeah. yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. What I've learned, and and this might help you guys, because I is something I've just I've been teaching for 15 years. I just learned this the past wow. couple of years. You. That's amazing. You mm-hmm. gotta you gotta ask for what you like. You don't budge on your price because you'll be surprised mm-hmm. right. how many people like like will actually give you what you want. And mm-hmm. then if the people that don't want to give you what you want, you probably don't want to do those gigs anyway, right? Because it's like that's not my type of type of time. But and yeah. if, some, if somebody reaching out to you, they probably like already know how you get down, so mm-hmm. they should know that your price is worth it because you reaching out to me, so you want mm-hmm. me right. there. So this is how much it's gonna cost. Mm-hmm. And so every time I've thought, like, I, I've even, like, cringed a little bit before I sent the text, like, oh, it's going to be this much. They was like, cool. I'm like, 
Oh, all right. Like, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, never like just stick to your price. The price is the price. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's definitely business at the end of the day. And I feel like if you're dealing with people that don't know how to separate business, like, like me and you, like if I say, hey, can you do this gig? You tell me a price. I'm not going to take it personal if I can't do it. I'm going to just say, I ain't got it, but I appreciate yeah. it. So it's not personal. Right. So yeah. yeah. And if people take it personal, you don't want to do business with them either. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a. Nah. Uh, that question came from Don't Fred as well, so shout out to her. Um, yeah, you know, shout out to my book. <laughs> can you speak on um, how it is being a, a woman in this male-dominated industry? It gets frustrating sometimes because they just men just don't understand. First of all, mm-hmm. they think you don't know what you're doing. Like, I remember walking into a bar with my controller in my hand, and the dude was like, oh, you DJing? I'm like, yeah, I can't DJ because I'm a woman. Like, right. yes, you see me with a whole turntable with my book bag, headphones on top of my head. You ask me, oh, you DJing? Yes, I am. I am. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> um, also, I would say, like, I remember I had an issue with a club. And they would not pay me. They would wait two weeks to pay me. Like, they would beat around the bush. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where is my money? Mm -hmm. Like, what is going on? I don't like that. I don't like when men try to talk to me who's booking me. Like, no, this ain't that, sweetie. I'm just here to do what I came to do. Like, (laughs) I'm not with all that funny business. Like, no. That's that's like... (laughs) That's so. kind of disgusting to me. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially here, like a, here, like on a local level. Now, I, I do understand in the industry, in the entertainment business, stuff like that goes on. But like here in Columbus, at these right. smaller gigs, like yeah, you're trying to trade sexual favors to put someone put to put someone on to what? Like it's not like even, no. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The last episode. For those of you who haven't heard it, um, uh, the DJs we had on said that, that they had problems with um, men just being in a space while they was DJing and not feeling safe because, like, you know. yes, yes, all up behind you. I hate when people are standing right behind me and you don't even know me, like, and you just literally like, oh my, hovering my back. I'm like, can can I DJ? I can't even move my arms. <laughs> like, what like, the heck? What you need? Like, back up. Like, yeah. <laughs> back up. <laughs> Jesus. That's, um, here on this podcast, we advocate for uh, women in general, but definitely uh, the women that are DJs, um, they need to be treated with, with respect and protected mm-hmm. right. you know, yes. more so because, you know, they're, it, it's already stressful being a DJ and standing up there and trying to figure out if what you're doing is working, but then you got to worry right. about dudes coming up there trying to touch your equipment and you don't know what you're doing. And then, like, afterwards, putting their drinks on it and, like, mm-hmm. like why do people think the DJ booth is a drink holder? I don't understand. I really don't understand that. I really don't. I'm like, do you know how much this equipment is? Right. Right, because you can't you can't pay for it. So. No, <laughs> you can't pay for it. Like you can't. Speaking of equipment, um, this is a question for both of y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you gotta take speakers somewhere. How often mm-hmm. do people offer to help you? Not many. That's why I always have my guy friends with me all the time now. Like, mm-hmm. so they take care of all that. But really, not a lot of people do ask. They'll just mm-hmm. see you doing all of this shit. Like, I feel out. like for me, people don't offer until like I'm halfway done tearing down. Like, they'll watch me yeah. bring all this shit in, <laughs> set it up myself. Yeah, start breaking it down, and then there's like my speaker and my uh, case for my controller. And they're like, "Oh, you need help." But no, I got it now. (laughs) Right, but uh, (laughs) what do you think? (laughs) You know, on the flip side, people ask me all the time, and I'm like, dog, don't touch anything because you're gonna Mm -hmm. break it and you can't pay for it. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Oh, the one time I did have somebody or somebody's like break stuff down for me, I hated it because like I have a very particular like system of like my bags and my case and like Mm -hmm. what goes where. And the next time, like, I went to, like, go in my stuff, I couldn't find anything because, like, uh, it was everywhere scattered. that it was supposed to be. So, yeah. like, I appreciated the gesture, but, like, let me 
tell you where to put it and then you can take it from there but yeah agreed agreed have you um have you ever got when well, yeah, now you said tron and uh chris mars outside of them have you ever got with another dj like oh let's get together in the lab and you know trade ideas or whatever like that's something you do or is it so just like a isolated solo thing mm-hmm. I haven't really done that yet, but I've had people ask me, mm-hmm. and I just haven't yet. But I've collabed with Tron like when I first started. Mm-hmm. Like we did, I think it was like two tapes that we did together. Mm-hmm. It was called Go Mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we collab. That's the only DJ I've collabed with, honestly. Like on the mixing side, what like project wise. People have came, uh, approached you. You said yeah. Um, yeah male or female or both um both okay i'm just curious because um i know um other djs have told me like they i I guess it's just and i think we talked about this on the last episode it's like um some people don't like to do it with other people which is fine Mm -hmm. and some Mm -hmm. people feel like they can't like they're not good teachers so it's like you want me to show you how to do this. I barely know how to do. It. I'm like I, I just do it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. and then some people's like 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 this is intimate to them. Like doing music mm-hmm. is like like this is my safe space. I don't want to let somebody into that. So there's all kind of reasons of why people don't do it. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's just because like I'm sure some people out there is like I don't think I don't really want to help you out. Which I mean mm-hmm. that's them. Nah. But, I, yeah. I feel like it's all about styles too for me. Like mm-hmm. how's our styles gonna work together? Mm-hmm. to make it sound and blend well but have us both doing our own styles but making it mesh together really well right. like i i would do it for sure but it has to be like someone who i can like like oh yeah i can vibe i can vibe mm-hmm. with that i can vibe with his style i can vibe with her style like right. this depends on the person for me and i'm still learning too so mm-hmm. i didn't realize it's only been six years yeah so i had it to- seems so much longer <laughs> I had to met you in that first year then, I think. Um, probably. Or probably before you even really started DJing. That's crazy. Yeah. Because um, I moved back to Columbus in 2014. And then, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, well. Um, yeah. What's the... I have noticed recently um, that you've been doing more social media content. Mm-hmm. So what's the... Um, like, w- w- what inspires you in that regard and... Um, what are you trying to give the people with it, with this content? <laughs> I'm just trying to give the people like me. I want people to see me more like on video mm-hmm. instead of just like a picture. I want people to see my personality for what it is. Mm-hmm. So people can understand me, people who enjoy my DJing, like I want them to be a part of me. So I want to give them all of me mm-hmm. unapologetically. Like mm-hmm. why not? I want to act too, so mm-hmm. that's another thing I want to do. Getting to acting soon. Okay. Too. Yeah. You just do it all. I love this. Yeah, but like I guess I, I just love to do everything. I love that. I guess I have a question about that. So like when you hit a creative block, you know, whether it's in DJing or it's in dancing or acting or content creation, like where do you go to get inspired? Is it like you go look for ideas or you just like go to a safe space and you find inspiration there? I actually like to walk, like take walks, like early in the morning though, like super early and like listen to like Lauren Hill, like, cause I love her so much. And that album that she had is so creative. I go to her a lot. Mm-hmm. When I'm just feeling like, what am I going to do? Okay. I don't have many creative blocks, but I've had several. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely had several. But it comes just to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's God. God just <laughs> brings it on down to me. I'm like, oh. Or I just hear a word, and then I'm like, oh, my God. Like, my party behind the man, like, I was just thinking one day, like, it just popped up in my head. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that sounds like a cool, like, party. Mm. It just comes to me naturally. You mentioned uh, by demand. That's the first Sunday of every month. Yep, at the Go Go. That's this Sunday. Okay. August seventh. 
pull up if you can. Ten to two. Sunday. Yep. Man, I was up. <laughs> I was up this past Sunday. And I was at work on Monday struggling. So I'm at the wait there's a holiday on the <laughs> I'm gonna see. It. I was man, I was I at work with my eyes bleeding, like, oh my God. Like, get me out of here. Uh, um, so we talked about creativity and you talked about working alongside Tron alongside Tron. Um, do you ever think you would produce music? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Have I you want done to. already or no? I've made one beat. And my my little cousin, his name is Tuger. He's from Dayton. He's a very high profile producer. Like he's super good. So he taught me a little something, something, and we made a beat. And it was it was cute, but it could be better. But I definitely <laughs> want to get into that actually for sure. Cause I want to rap too. Like I want to do everything. <laughs> I could um, <laughs> I definitely see you rapping for sure. Yeah, yeah, or some sure. fun vibes, like yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, Nothing too serious. It's just... I feel like in this day and age, you could like there's so many different outlets for creativity, um, and you don't have to wait on nobody else. Like if you want to go make a song, you can go do it right now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. put it on streaming services right now, and people can yeah. listen to it across the country, across the world right now. You ain't got to wait for nobody. Heck yeah. So mm-hmm. it's really just about like you know being creative. Whereas before, you had to wait for somebody to give you a look. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. Um, creative outlets out there um for djing how do you like let's say there's a let's say i, I said oh, friday at 10 p.m um to the party i need you um how do you prepare for your dj sets how do i prepare yeah. um i just practice like every day and i don't really ever have like what i'm i never know what i'm gonna play okay like, I play off the top of my head because I want to, like, be better. I want to just, I want to just click, 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 click. I want to push myself to, like, be great. Mm-hmm. I don't want to already, like, know what I'm playing. Right. Like, I may have, like, you know, like, playlists that you like, oh, this is turn, this is this, this is that, this is R&B, this is dance hall, this is mm-hmm. reggae. But I never know, like, what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. It's just straight off the dome. Mm-hmm. Straight up, though, it pressures me. I like that pressure because nah, yeah. I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get lazy. Right, that's my whole thing. I don't want to get lazy. Right. Yeah. What, what's um? This is this is a question for you, Teresio. Uh If you're in a, if you if you're in the middle of a party right now, in the middle of your set, and you want to play one song, you know, is going to get everybody turned up. What's that one song for you now in this moment? I'm sure it changes all the time. But what would you play right now? The one song. Sticky. Mm. Mm. Man. I played it it on Sunday. Once again, they looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, nah, come on. (laughs) What? I played Sticky and I played uh, Matt. So I played. Massive is great too. I played uh, Sexual Eruption and I mixed it with Massive. People were looking at, like, half of them was like, but some people was vibing because they they knew, they knew what time it was. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, sticky. Yeah, I would say sticky. Or you know, if it's in, we at midnight, I'm playing "Take That Monkey" for sure because mm-hmm. I know those yep. girls are trying to twerk. Okay, that's yeah. one of my number one goes to for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending on like the party, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Recio? Mm, I'm definitely trying to play some Beyonce. Right now, but what I'm struggling with, and I don't know about y'all, we this is a whole nother conversation about this album. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out like, because I love the whole album. I'm trying to figure out what is the mass appealing song outside of "Break My Soul." Um, the the the, the uh, it's one of the, so I listen to the I album. Like Church Girl. I so Church Girl album. is like the twerk song. Right. I like Church Girl a lot. Is that what? I don't even. So I was. Cut my mom's grass when I listened to the album. And it was great. So, I, but I don't know what song is what because I was listening to it straight through. Right. Um, yeah. But it was one of them early songs that got like a little mm. bounce, bounce sample in it. That definitely got to be played. I don't even know what it's called. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. It's so many songs. I like Heat. Is it called Heater? Or Heat Heated is or a banger. Yeah, that's a banger too. I ain't going to lie. That's, that's the banger right there too. That is it. And what's funny is when I was listening to it, I was like, "This sound like Drake." And sure enough, I went to the credits, and Aubrey's that, name was Aubrey's name popped up right on there. there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. It got to be like cozy or something. I don't know. Alien superstar. It, it's one of them early songs. Anyways, it might be cozy. Yeah. Is that the, the one, one you talk about? I want to put. You it. said it's a lot of bounce. It, it has like that New Orleans bounce like sample in it, like the little little trigger man. Let me. I'm <laughs> Let me take see. it out real quick. Let me see if I play cozy. No, not cozy. No. Was it just I'm that girl then? Mm, I don't I know. Think I'm that girl is very it? sonic. It's very like. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to find it. Um, I don't know what made me think about this, but uh, well, hard pivot. Okay. How do y'all feel about that Wiz Khalifa situation? Oh, so I haven't read the whole thread, but neither. I so, <laughs> bro, listen. So look, I've been in. Uh, I don't know about y'all. I've been in plenty of situations where people will walk up to me, um, like if it's like a MC showcase or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or even at Native Tongues, people walk up to me right before they go on. Like, here's a flash drive. Here's the songs. Play it. Boom. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? I don't know what's going on. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't stand that. Bro, I need some organization. The file, they right. be like, they don't, the, the songs don't be named. They're like, I'll play uh, Pressure. I'm like, bro, it says track three, track four, track five. Right. I don't know what song that is. I'm, you don't know what song that is. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. But apparently, um, there's this thread that's saying that like they had the songs emailed to them um, beforehand. Right. And the problem was that the host... Was talking all talking over Wiz Khalifa, and mm. the DJ kept cutting the song short. Now, if that's true, <laughs> then yeah, that's kind of on them. But nothing that they did would warrant Wiz slapping that hat off the right. Dude, right? That's <laughs> messed up. Now that's messed up. I do understand it's Wiz Khalifa. Um, yeah. So, so I'm not going <laughs> to snuff you in front of everybody, but we yeah. gonna have a conversation in the back, like because don't like mm-hmm. don't try to embarrass me. Like I just feel like. When it comes to, I feel like DJs don't get enough respect first, first and foremost, mm-hmm. the, from the way they pay us to the way they, like it's just oh anybody can do this. No, that's not true. No, that's not true. And then it's like let's just communicate, like promoters, artists, everybody. Like if you want right. something from me, let me know, and don't let me know in the middle of me mixing mm-hmm. or like right before I get to the gig. Um, it, it's just a lack of communication on all sides. I feel like. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, like some of the like tracks. Will not be like they'll just cut off mid mid track. That happens to me before, and the artist was looking at me. I'm like, you just gave me this. Like, I don't know. I don't even know your music, sir. Right. So you should have your you should have your songs complete. So if it's cutting off, then that's on your bad. I was right. just looking like, what? or <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if you with Khalifa, you should probably be traveling with your own DJ. Right. Yeah. Have really. him come over there. Like, oh, I got it, big dog. I'm like, oh, cool. Take care of it. Like, you know, right. I ain't got to worry exactly. about nothing because y'all got rapport. So he know what to do, like, whenever you want, whatever you want. So I just think that's crazy. And um, right now on social media, there's like a little DJ strike. Um, people are saying, don't play Wiz Khalifa music. Oh, my don't. God. Oh, dang. I just listened to him today. Child. And so I'm like, <laughs> that's kind of extreme, too, because uh, if it went down how that Twitter thread said, it's kind of on their fault as well. The yeah. only The only thing that I don't agree with is Wiz, Wiz physically <laughs> slapping a hat off somebody. because right. Now you're just trying to embarrass dude in front of all these people. And that's right. not really so, cool either. Nah, that's not. So, He's just trying to do his job. Right. He's messed up. Um, have you... That ain't never happened to me. Um, <laughs> has, ever, has anything even remotely close to that ever happened to you? Where, where like, you know how, like, you know, if you had a party or at a club or wherever you at, if the no matter what the issue, no matter who's to blame, if the sound don't work right, it's always the DJ's fault. It's always, right. they gonna look at us straight up. Right. So, <laughs> tell me about a time, if, if you guys know, like, has, when that's happened to you, where, like, it's literally out of, out of your control, but, like, everybody's blaming you. I would say that, what I was just talking about, when I had to do that guy set, I don't even remember, this was a while ago, but, like, all his tracks were not it and he didn't like like you said it was not titled mm-hmm. telling me to play this song i don't see the song i don't know what the name of the song is sir like mm-hmm. we didn't rehearse you just gave me this flash drive i did not know i was playing your music like 
that's another thing with promoters. Like they don't tell you everything. Like if you have an artist that's coming to perform and you don't tell the DJ, that's on you too, for sure. You and the artist. Yeah. Because if you really wanted to play your music the right way, you would have everything organized and you would have gave it to me beforehand. That's Period. Period. How's that um, resale? Are you about to have your first artist performance? Yeah, but we've been rehearsing. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's happened in rehearsal. Like he's been like working on show mixes, and like we had one rehearsal, and he gave me like all new mixes, and like one of the songs was like the exact same as the previous mix. And he looking at me, and I'm like, "This what your engineer gave me. <laughs> I cannot control this." So yeah. the benefit of that is like we've been rehearsing. So you know, ideally, come show day, you know, there's no hiccups. Um, but yeah, I can't think of a time that that's happened like that. Cause you know, it's my first time working with the artist. I feel like maybe it might happen if like, um, you know, somebody requests a song, especially like if it's like a private event, I am more, yeah. you know, open to requests. And so if I find it on title and it's not the right version, I'm like, well, I don't know this song anyway. So right. <laughs> if you, if it's so important, you should have given it to me beforehand and gave me all the details so I would right. have this queued up for you. But other than right. that, nah. Um, yeah. Story time. So in 2011, I think, Currency was at um, Scully's. And Giovanni, shout out to Giovanni. Giovanni was uh, yeah, shout out to doing, yeah. a, doing a DJ part of it. And so his, his manager whatever came over and gave Gio a flash drive. And for whatever reason, that was taking a long time to load. So currency's super patient up there. He's like, he he, he looked up. He's like, we ready? And then we like, nah. He's like, oh, that's cool. I ain't, I ain't worried about it. He, he was so chill about it. Like, you know, I think he actually even made a point to say, um, man, shout out to the DJ. You know, I'm I'm, I'm here for y'all, so uh, we can go whenever y'all ready to go or something like that. Like, just basically say that's cool. Give us love, yeah. Like, and then I think at some point he even started rapping his songs acapella. Like, he's like. Well, since we ain't ready, I'm, I'm gonna just go a cappella, you know, just to keep the crowd going, and while we figured it out, and that's dope. And there's a that's bunch an of artist. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. there's, that's what artists do. I feel like I've been, I've done enough stuff at like Native Tongues and other live things where most artists here in Columbus are like that as well. Like mm-hmm. they'll, they'll like give you the right cues when it's time to cut stuff off or start it, and if it's not working, they they know how to like improvise. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like Wiz Khalifa probably does know how to do that too, but yeah, it seems, but it seems like he just wanted to embarrass somebody, so that's not cool. Yeah, but yeah that ain't cool. I, I think also with the Wiz Khalifa thing, again, this has nothing to do with DJing, but I feel like the promotion he's done for this album, he don't really want to promote it. Like everything about the way he's approached it, he's like, I don't really care, but my label is making me promote, so I'm here. Yeah, that could be it. Cause that could be it. I didn't even know he had an album. I do know he's on tour right now, but I didn't know he had an album coming out. Yeah. He's on tour with Logic and DJ Drama. Anywho, um, oh, I meant to ask this earlier uh, when I was asking about the song to get turned up. So um, I know you, you say you don't prepare your sets. Um, this question also for you, Rizio. Um, mm-hmm. If you had to, if you're about to go into an event, like this event I just did on Sunday, I was the, 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 the closer or the finisher, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> so I, I had the last two hours and they even like made like a little announcement to send out was coming up next or whatever. Mm, so pressure. what song would you say you'd play right now to set the tone for your set? Like once again, this probably all changes like throughout time, but as of right now, you're mm-hmm. going to the party, you're the closer, you're about to set the tone. What would you play? Hmm. Look at Shada Henny, yeah, we're going crazy, crazy. Future, you playing future? That wasn't expected at all. Big talk, big talk. Nah, that's actually, that's a good choice. Nah, I love Future so much. He's just, I mean, he he makes great music. I don't care. He does. He does. He he makes great club music. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) I would say that, though. Been more experimental lately, so I've been exper- experimenting with like more acapellas and more like, mm, kind of like just juxtaposition, like something that you wouldn't normally, you know, expect to be played at the party, mixed okay. into you know 
a typical, you know, banger. So I've been trying yeah. to like play with that more. And, you know, I don't have a signature or nothing yet, but that's what that that would be my mindset right. going into it. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't a club, I would say Kachinata. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that Intimidated. I love mm-hmm. that song a lot. I always play that song. That song is fire. And it's a great, just I love her. Movie, you know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I am. Um, for me, it's uh, seven twelve p.m. Hey, I actually, played, I actually played it on Sunday. Like I could, I couldn't wait to go. I was like, I can't wait to play this song. <laughs> yes, that song is great. It just does something to me every time I hear. But usually, I feel like songs like that. Um, if you listen to people's albums or their mixtapes or whatever, usually that first song um, kind of sets the tone for their project. And so, like mm-hmm. as a DJ, like if you're trying to set the tone for what you're about to do, you can usually pick something like that. Or there was another example I had. Uh, or like free smokes, something like that. Like yeah, like it really like it, it starts off and builds up the right way, mm-hmm. and then you just go into you know your bag or whatever. For so. Sure. Um, sure. what does you only been DJing for six years? So, what the if we were to look to the future to where you're, you're at a point in your career where you're like, oh, this is it, I made it. What does mm-hmm. that look like? Traveling around the whole world, like traveling, doing like boiler room, mm, like room freaking, I always say that I want to DJ at the Grammys brunch, Clive Davis brunch that mm-hmm. he always has. Yeah. Like, I really want to DJ that one day because it's so dope to see all them people just so like dressed up and it's just, huh, it's just like it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it's not, well, it's kind of music related, but I want to have a dance company for sure. Mm. Me and my friend wanted to do that back at home, though, in Dayton, like start a dance company there. Mm. Um, yeah, just traveling the world, doing production, doing stuff for movies, too. Like, you know, in between the scenes, picking out the music mm-hmm. for the scenes. I yeah. want to do that, too. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't know how to get into that. Right. Like, do you have to go to school to do that? Like, what is it called? Are you the music producer for the movie or the series, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I won't get it on your business, but you don't have any <laughs> kids, do you? No. So what stopped you from moving? Mm. I trying, I'm so indecisive because I don't know where I would want to move. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's Atlanta, but then sometimes it's LA. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's New York. But yeah. I would say probably my family. I'm very family oriented. So it's just gonna be like so sad when I do have to leave because I'm gonna miss everybody. But I'm not gonna stay here that much longer. Yeah, I just so, um, you know exclusive. You heard it here first. Well, you yeah. know, yeah, <laughs> definitely did. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I was kind of thinking about next year. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know I, this, but you know, I used, I used to live in LA for three years, um, and. I messed around, got married, so now it's super hard to go back now. So now it's <laughs> yeah. got to be a two-person decision. But mm-hmm. I will say, um, but uh, you know, all of those is like, I feel like Columbus is full a lot of a lot of talent, but there's not a lot of outlets to get it out there. Right. Like, ain't, like th- there's nobody from a record label just gonna walk in the bar and see you DJing and be like, you know, you're dope. Like, right. But if you're in like L.A., Atlanta, New York, never know. Or you know, you're just like one or two people away. Um, even places like. Um, like Dallas, um, mm. Vegas. I was um, thinking about Vegas. My uncle lives there. He like, come on, come on. Mm. Like, all right. Vegas is um, I mean, Vegas is cool too. I I just feel like um, you and other people, but you. So mm-hmm. we're talking about you. Um, you have a you have the uh, charisma, and the talent, and the brand, and the personality mm-hmm. to be bigger. And so, you know, people say like, oh, you can make it from anywhere now with the internet and social media and all that. Yeah. Or you could uh, be in a bigger city and, you know, be get better opportunities because there are bigger opportunities there. Like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. You, know, you could wait for somebody to call you for the Grammy party. You could just be lurking around. Yeah, you know, right. You know, like, like, you know, playing, you know, playing somewhere next to it or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, definitely looking forward to that. I mean, 
uh, whenever it is you do happen to you know grow outgrow here, we're definitely gonna miss you. But I want you to go out and you know be, be big, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any more questions. Oh, I, I do. Okay, and I have another <laughs> don't fret question. I forgot she's gonna kill me if I don't say it. So okay. uh, you have to pick one female artist, one male artist, and one group. Their catalog. Um, if you could only play these people for the rest of your career, who would it be and why? I'm gonna go ahead and say that the dude's probably gonna be future, but you you, you let me know. <laughs> um dang. catalog wise. Yeah. Just them and nobody else. So you gotta pick uh uh-uh, you know. Male, female group. Male and female group, or just male artists? Oh, just one male artist, one female artist, and okay. one, and one group. group or duo or whatever. So we got the future. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now the lady one is so hard. Oh my god. So it's not. Uh, be- so it's not Beyonce. Nope. Mm. I'm more of an Ari Lennox. Oh yeah. Summer yeah. Walker. It, okay. Bye. Okay. Yeah. I love Beyonce to death. Period. But damn, women artists. Or it could be a rapper. Right. Yeah. Nicki Minaj. Mm. She got a deep catalog. She does have a deep catalog. Or Drake. See, that's such a hard question. Yeah, Future or Drake, because they. Ugh. I'm going to say Future because he has songs with Drake. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good call. <laughs> you, you feel me? There. There we go. There we have. Um, group wise, I will say Outcast. I was thinking the same thing. I was too, but I, I just thought because I was older than y'all. No, nope. I love um, Outcast. We're all aligned. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. where? Do, I think I know the answer to this because um, you're a very <laughs> creative, expressive person. But where did the, 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 the idea from these outfits come from? It just always, I've always been into it since I was a kid. You ask my mom, like, I used to wear tutus with dunks to school. And my mom would be looking like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing what I want to do. And people ended up jocking my stuff. Like, I went to prom with sneakers <laughs> with a big poofy dress. Like, it just comes from, like, how I feel. Mm-hmm. So, like, I dress how I feel, like... Today I'm feeling comfy, so I'm wearing a big old t-shirt with some sweatpants and some Adidas sandals. Mm-hmm. But I get that a lot. I'm just very creative with that. All about how I feel. Do you um so you would agree? This is something I struggle with. Because I used to mm-hmm. always just wear black t-shirts. <laughs> but now I'm trying to actually wear something that seems more appealing while I DJ. Cause I always I guess I just going against the grain with thinking like if I just play good music. Then it shouldn't matter, right? But mm. I guess appearance does matter as well. So um, you would agree that you know, just your style is a big part of why people like the experience of your music, right? Yeah, and gravitates towards me and my mm. hair. Like I'm always having crazy hairstyles. Mm. I think people enjoy that. I think some people are scared to go out their comfort zone mm-hmm. when it comes to like dressing, mm. and I'm not. I'm very open and like, okay, let's see. Let's see what it looks like. Let's let's figure it out. And that's what I do for real. Yeah. And I went to school for it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you, got yeah. Any plan, you got any plans of going back? Yeah. I was just telling my um, friend the other day that. I was like, I might as well finish. If yeah, I'm going to stay here. I am. Um, Yours. I left college in 07 and I went back in 2016 and got my associates and I'm trying to get my bachelor's, but it's just, I ain't got no yeah. time. It's just <laughs> so, shout out to uh, Chris Marsby. He's in school right now, right? I think he's doing real estate. Oh, I thought he, I, he posted something, something about, about homes. yeah, something about doing something that's keeping him from DJing because he's in, in some kind of books. Right oh. now. So whatever you're doing, yeah. shout out to him. Shout out to him. That's my um, guys. Yeah, he's a he's dope. He's always been a good, positive person. So you know. yeah. Um, I don't have any more questions. I don't think. What about you, Reese? You stole my branding question. Um, 
but I guess I guess kind of like revisiting that topic like I feel like you've taken kind of like some risk with branding as well like you know you kind of took the leap to like make merch and um just really have a lot of like visibility so you're doing content creation now as Mm -hmm. well um how do you think that maybe like you know your fashion background kind of played a role into that um and if you had to give advice to you know like a young dj who is you know trying to figure out what their brand is where would you tell them to start um i would tell them to start with what do you want how can I explain it what kind of merch do you want to start off with first so do you want to do hoodies do you want to do t-shirts do you want to do crop tops what do you like to wear personally first and what can you see other women wearing or men wearing that you might think is versatile and like unique for both parties Mm-hmm. And just adding like your own style to it, like, what do you like to wear? What's your favorite color? Like, what do you want your customers to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, like being open, versatility. Mm-hmm. You know, and it definitely does run from my fashion background for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm actually gonna be doing some stuff soon, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, it's uh, not gonna be my little ratchet merch. It's gonna be something else. Okay. Mm, be on the lookout yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, Get in the fashion bag. Yeah, with the fashion thing. Yeah, that's 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 hard. Like, I feel like that'd be more of a New York thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than the LA thing. LA, yeah. There's so many. Hey, that's a hard decision. Um, it is, but the weather's better than LA, so you know. I know, and I love the beach. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I was about, oh, uh, you got any upcoming gigs? Well, yeah, for by high demand, that's this Sunday. Then I'm doing something with CFC, but this is a private event. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, what's it called? What's it called? What is it called? Sweet Tooth. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that's coming up. So that's coming up. I'm doing that too. Is there a date um, for that yet? Because uh, she was on her last episode we had, and at the time there wasn't a date for it. Right. I think it's the 12th. Well, I think. That's a Friday. Oh, I might have to pull up. I ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> I might it's be actually able to make it. One of them. Is it a Friday or a Saturday? I can't remember. She just reached out to me about it the other day. Um, oh, that hasn't been announced yet. We got to cut that you out. Know. That hasn't been announced yet. Okay. <laughs> I'll censor it. We're going to beep it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited about that, that event we just bleeped out. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I want to see y'all get y'all shit off because it's really going to be like whatever y'all want to do yeah so i'm really excited i'm really excited to see what you got in the store and you know it's a it's a it's a good look for sure yeah um, for sure i wish we had more detail about it or that it was announced bleep that out <laughs> right. yeah i'll make sure i do that um dang another question came to me and i forgot what it was it was about D. Oh, um, you say you want to get into. No, that wasn't the question. Vinyl. Uh, that wasn't the question. How do you. Because I, I struggle with this. Um, how would you. If somebody came up to you, it was like, hey, I don't like the way you DJ. How, how would you take that feedback? Or what's your approach to that? Um. I would be like, well, maybe you should come to a few more of my sets. Mm. Don't just use, you saw me twice or once or whatever Mm. the case is. How about you come back and see what's different? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's not always the same set either. So, right. I wouldn't Um, even like be mad. And, like, okay. To add on to that, how do you, um, 
because you say you don't really play your sets. Uh, you just you know however you feel. Is it what percentage is it the crowd and what percentage is it what do you want to what you want to give them? You know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Um, I would say like. 60 40 60 you 60 them okay 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 60 them 40 is me i would say because you know you gotta have fun too like you want to hear some stuff too and like meshing in with songs that you know they might like and then meshing your song that you really like Mm -hmm. that's what i do right like yeah um because Crate, uh, Crate is, is one person I know that always listens to this podcast. He's a hundred zero. Like, he's not playing for <laughs> nobody but, but himself. And hopefully mm-hmm. other people will like it. And some, I mean, some people get away with that. Because, you know, yeah. they know uh, they know good music and they know how to play it. So regardless of what the crowd's looking like, you know, he knows, like, what he he's about to do. Yeah. Or right. like, the next three songs, the next ten songs is going to be good. So um, I try to read the crowd a lot. Especially, like. And I, I guess that goes back to weddings. It's like you gotta look in the crowd and be like, mm-hmm. "It's very diverse in here. It's not just mm-hmm. regular club goers. It's right. Somebody grandma and somebody uh, nephew in there. So you gotta try to cater to everybody. So and reading the crowd is important, but you also want to put your own stamp. Put on your own aesthetic to it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. um the board you got now. You have the SX three. Two. Two. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm gonna upgrade soon. It's just so expensive. Mm-hmm. Who are you telling? Um, <laughs> I know, so expensive. And then um, you say you're gonna get into vinyl. Like, what does that journey look like? Because vinyl is so it's so tedious. And it's like you, know, you got to go out and you know look through. I all think the stuff. I just want to learn it, but not mm-hmm. use it. Mm-hmm. Like to mm-hmm. add my gigs all the time, you know. Because right. that's a lot of equipment to just bring all the time with you. Like, mm-hmm. I see all the stuff that you be bringing. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. This is a worldwide exclusive. I've never said this out loud in public before. I only Ooh. bring it. It, lo- it looks better in the pictures, to be honest. Because <laughs> I can do the I same thing on the controller. I mean, it does feel better, like, you know, when you got, you know, the platters, is big 12-inch platters, yeah. as opposed to a controller wheel. Yeah. So yeah. it does, like... It feels a little better. You, you can do a little bit more. Um, but a controller is way more convenient, as we all know. And I definitely yes. do a controller to, like, weddings and stuff like that because they don't care. Yeah, um, they don't care. But it does look better in the pictures. So I just, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nah, okay. but, um, oh, I forgot about our segment, Recio. So uh, we had a segment called uh, Put You On. Um, what we do is uh, we try to put people on to music that they might not have heard before. It ain't got to be new, just something that, you think people need to hear. So uh, I'm going to give you a minute to think of a song. I'm sure, Rizio, you have one on deck. I have an album. Yeah, I have album. an album. <laughs> right. Do I even have to say it? Oh, what's, what is uh, Flo Millie's new album called? Oh, yes. I was actually going to say one of those songs, to be for real. But, yes, uh, it's so good. You still hear Ho? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yep. Oh my god! Yes. yes, I love her album. It is fire. I kind yeah. of hate that she dropped right before Beyonce because yeah. I feel like it's not going to get the spins it truly deserves as far as like chart wise. Overshadowed. She's like yes. overshadowing. Yeah. Now, like it's yeah. It's I like Rico Nasty stuff too. Her new album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. I'm still stuck on Kendrick Lamar. I really love Purple Kisses, of course, but it's really a good song. And it got Summer Walker on it. Yeah. And I love Die Hard, too. Like, Die Hard is my shit. Like, with Blast. Mm-hmm. Die Hard is, that's definitely, mm-hmm. I feel like if people were more, like, um, accepting of new music, that that could be a summertime anthem. It is. Yeah. As, some, like, day party anthem, for for sure. It's definitely a bop. I be playing it. Yeah. I play it. I'm like, y'all will listen to this. This is a good song. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with, as we mentioned uh, Tron, uh, I'm going to go with Everything for Sale by Zach Fresh and thank you, Trizzy, um, on okay. all streaming, streaming services right now. This is really good um, music. And I don't be saying that just because I know these people because 
I ain't got to. Um, the, 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 these songs are they, they sound good. They sound um, uh, very quality and so there's some good vibes. Yeah. Um, and you definitely should check it out. So mm-hmm. everything for sale. Zach Fresh Tron. Shout okay, to I got sir. a song. I got a song. You got a song? I do. Okay, so this is still in line with the mm-hmm. album I was going to mention, which we all know and love. But I think that like there's a lot of people who don't appreciate the sound that Beyonce is starting to like experiment with. Um, and so I encourage you all to, you know, dig a little bit deeper right. off the off the surface. And um, a great album to listen to, if you want to dig deeper, is Second Line by Don Richard. And, okay. you know, if you're looking for, you know, maybe like the church girl equivalent um, type of vibe, uh, Bust It For Me off of that album is a good song. Ooh, okay. Okay. Check it out. What's up? That's what's up. Um, it's been a pleasure. I've definitely uh, learned some stuff about you that I didn't know. And this is why we have these conversations. I, I, I had no idea about the dance background. Um, yes. Very much and, was a dancer. Uh, by High Demand is at uh, the Go-Go. Is that what it's called? Yep. Um, that's this Sunday. Uh, so ten pull to up two. Ten to two. Yep. Um, and make sure. Where can people find you on social media? Um, all platforms. Lil Ratchet So. Twitter, Instagram. I don't have a Facebook. And I'm about to make a Spotify because I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. So that's coming soon too. Mm-hmm. And SoundCloud, Lil Ratchet So. Yep. SoundCloud. Let's check it out. All right. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, this has been, uh, put it on record, uh, 